philanthropist Larry Shackman, a top producing real estate broker, author, CEO, and founder of TrustedAgentUSA.com, the ultimate real estate matchmaker, connecting you with top performing agents for 2% commission. Each week, we bring you exclusive interviews with industry experts, covering everything from staging to negotiation strategies to home inspection issues and everything in between. Whether you're selling your home, a first time home buyer, or a seasoned investor, we've got you covered. Let's make your real estate dreams a reality in this fast-moving and ever-changing real estate market. This program is funded in whole or in part by Trusted Agent USA, Illinois license number 475-145-795. Now, now, here's Larry. All right, good morning, everybody, and Happy New Year. Dylan, Happy New Year. Hey, Larry, Happy New Year. I didn't realize you were talking to me. I Usually you do a warm-up, and I was uh, waiting for that. So sorry, man. Hey, man, I got to keep you on your toes. You're doing it. Dude, I love your setup. What is behind you? Uh, so hold on. I am broadcasting to my audience. So hold on. Big news regarding the radio show all right save changes all right cool so um uh so this is me refereeing uh in the state soccer championship in 2021 so one of the uh photographers there uh yeah. took care of that i showed you this last week this uh, old magazine nice shot, um, that, that i appeared in thank you thank you it's uh, i use it every now and again as when it's in referee season uh, you will often use it as my uh Facebook profile picture, you know, that right. sort of thing. Right. So then uh, trip to Vegas a few years ago, ended up in a magazine cover in one of the industry trade publications. Then here is a picture of me uh, winning a national top producer award with uh, the guy who owned the company at that time. And my good friend, uh, Ron Quintero, who uh, has yeah. since left us. Um, but uh, Ron was always a great friend of mine and, uh, and I carry him in my heart every day. Uh, that I'm in the business. This is from that same that same award ceremony. I was like, one of the guys who was the young guys who was on my team at the time. This oddly, hold on, I'm going to show you this. This is kind of cool um, as an old thing. This is from 1998, and you you remember the old pits at the board of trade? Yeah. This is a picture of my brother who was a trader that was randomly taken by a photographer on the day that the Fed cut rates. And, you know, all the phones are crazy and blah blah blah. And you right. can see him. I don't know if you can tell he's working because of the reflections, but yeah, he's no, working I two phones it. at the same time in the pits. Um, yeah. And so that appeared in the Chicago Sun-Times. I literally just clicked it out and I've always carried it since uh, cool. September 30th, 1998, as I'm looking at it. And then uh, this is just a clipboard about some kind of business philosophies, right? Teamwork, succeeding, uh, another great idea, never say die, kind of apropos for what we're going to talk about in the real estate market. So yeah. um this is it, man. I mean, unless we That's do something awesome, with the man. logo. I love it. Um, but this is this is going to be my uh, media corner. Um, and, and so not only for 2024 do I plan to uh, work every time we're um, working remotely and not in the radio studio, I'll be here. Um, yeah. But additionally, uh, as I work on some other marketing stuff, I plan to kind of 
broadcast center from from this location. Yeah, that's awesome. It's a great look. See that picture behind me? Blackhawk yep. game? That was the nice. game that uh, they went into three overtimes with with Boston and won the first, I think it was the first game of the playoffs. It went till about two o'clock in the morning. I was sitting right behind. I forgot who the goaltender was for the Hawks at that time. Uh, but it was, was right. It Corey, was it Corey Crawford? It might. Uh, as a matter of fact, it was Corey Crawford. And uh, I was sitting right behind Corey Crawford. The game went to literally one one thirty in the morning. People had already left because they were it's beauty so- of playoff, beauty of playoff hockey, right? Somebody's got to win. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was tense, but it was an amazing game. And I was at that game. So one time at lifetime fitness, I'm walking through and they had this auction going on. Right. 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 And, uh, they had this picture for sale signed by Andrew Shaw, who scored the winning goal. That's awesome. dude. And I'm in that picture. <laughs> That's great. You know what? I love it. Yeah. You know, funny. sometimes you just, random stuff happens. Right. So did you ever see that? Uh, you ever see that clip from about 30 years ago now, frighteningly, uh, there's a, there's a bulls game. It's a random game. Might be a first round playoff game against Miami, whatever the case is. Yeah. And they had just started doing some of these contests and they insured them, um, with, with people, uh, for big prizes. And so we had a guy sidle up and throw a ball in from the opposite free throw line. He had one chance to whip a ball all the way down court and he did it and he won a million dollars. I don't know if you remember this incident, but I know where you're going with this. And so that clip now has been making the rounds on TikTok the last couple of weeks. I was at that game. Oh, were you really? I was in the crowd. I was there with a girl I was dating who uh, will remain nameless at this time because I've not been dating her since shortly after that. Um, But I, I, I distinctly remember uh, the events in the sequence is just a random timeout, and they brought this guy in, and the next thing you know, the whole place is going insane, right? He's jumping up and down. The Bulls are high-fiving him, right? I mean, all of a sudden, you know, in those days, play, ball players didn't, you know, even you know, Jordan was making a lot of money, but most of the other players were making high six, low seven-figure salaries. So this guy got into their pay range in one fell swoop, and – uh, it was wild. You it know what's really, funny about really that? So those things are always underwritten and insured when they have contests yeah. like that, right? Well, one of the rules with that contest is you cannot have ever played any kind of organized basketball. You cannot have ever played on a college team right. or anything like that. And another guy won a million bucks doing exactly what you said, and they wouldn't pay out because he was on – the uh he was on he played college ball and he was a you know semi-pro right. player so jordan and a few of the other players stepped up they made sure he got his million bucks it's crazy isn't it just yeah. crazy yeah so, so anyway anyway so we're not here to talk about, you know, but this is the background i think it's an exciting uh although uh, you know uh, opener to what we're going to talk about today so let's yeah. uh let's let's riff on real estate well you know new year so what do Absolutely. we got? We got all these prognosticators out there. You know, Redfin says prices are going to go up 1% in 
uh, in 2024. Something else I read just this morning said they expect prices to go up about 2.4%. And as we know, supply and demand drives every market, the real estate sure. market and every other market. We're still very low on supply. Demand is still very high. What say you? You know, I'm going to tell you, I am of the belief that we are going to have a five to seven percent increase in home values this year, much like we did last year. I am on the positive side of this, although it may not be for positive reasons. And I'm going to tell you why. I think we're going to continue to have inventory issues and those inventory issues. Yeah. If you're right and we get lower rates, by the way, we've backed up a little bit over the course of the last week since we've talked rates less. What are we at right now? You know, rates are in the mid sixes again instead of in the low sixes. And it's fine. Um, you know, nothing dramatic. But the thing is, I don't think there's a straight line to 5% from here. No, I don't either. But if we go down, if rates go down from here at these levels, not these elevated 8% levels that we saw earlier, we're already seeing it. Six and a three quarters, six and a half started to get people interested. Why? Because eight sucks. Yeah. And so although we exactly. might not get five again and everybody gets qualified like they did before, eight sucks. And so to go get something and tie it up in the high mid to high sixes makes sense for lots of people who are like, well, I'd be a buyer if it wasn't so bad. Well, it's not so bad anymore. And, and yeah. so oddly, the human nature element, because it's the same six and three quarters that it was in March and in November of 2022. Mm -hmm. but it feels less painful because people have kind of adopted to the higher base level of rates. So the thing is that if we get any significant noticeable movement down in rates, the thing has already started to happen and will be gangbusters. We will have people come out of the woodwork looking to do business, looking to transact. And now you will have a seller's market. What is a seller's market going to do? Because look, if you if you got two and three quarters, you're not moving, right? So at the end of the, uh, unless you get a job change, you're moving cities, you have a major life change, you get divorced, you you know kids go to college, last kid goes to college, you're like we're moving to Florida or Tennessee or wherever yeah. the hell you want to get out of Illinois from, um, which happens nice. a lot, right? Like I mean, I, I mean, I'm not look, and that's a real market. There's an entire yeah. guy, I don't want to say guy, it's a builder, but it's driven by a guy, the marketing that markets in the Chicagoland market to people who are like, hey, are you ready to leave Illinois? we got a whole subdivision of transplants from Illinois. They've put 400 families from Illinois in a subdivision. Yeah. Or, you know, 350 of the 400. You know, taxes, right? and, high taxes tend to make people think about moving. I have a couple of friends. Time, low services. Yeah. Right? At the end yeah. of the day, that, that's a thing. So, uh, you know, and look, I'm not telling you, uh, Tennessee's not the only place, although my bro I'm very familiar with it because my brother lives down there um, and has for about five years now and loves it. Absolutely loves it. So the thing is, there's lots of options when folks are choosing different, making different life decisions for them to move on um, yeah. and, and move from their house. And, and, and you know, again, if you want to go live there for the weather, for the uh, it, it doesn't matter, Florida, Georgia, Tennessee. You want to relocate for weather and better perceived government 
life, whether that's lower taxes, higher services, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. That's a life decision. You're going to give up your 3% loan, yeah. right? And, and, and so at the end of the day, those things become more palatable if you go from three and a half to five or five and a quarter. And yeah. maybe when we get there, we start to add inventory. But in the meantime, lots of people will just stay on the sidelines and continue to live where they're living. And even if they job change, like if, if, if I was, if I, if I took a job in the city, I'd commute from Elmhurst where I live. If I took a job in Homewood, I would drive to Homewood every day. If I took a job in Northbrook, I would drive there, right? Mm-hmm. Like it would take a lot for me to say, hey, I got to relocate to where oh, yeah, for a job. And, and so people will do that um, and, and continue to keep their costs down. But so, so less people will be motivated by six and a half or even six or frankly, I agree. Five, five, eight to, to, to put their house on the market and have it become part of inventory. Yeah. There's a ton but, of people, but, set, but, but buyers will be active at those prices. So you have this weird disconnect where, you know, we're here. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm looking at the videos. I'm doing it right. So we were at eight. Now we're at six and a half. And all of a sudden sellers are not interested, but buyers are and sellers get interested here. And there's this gap between yeah. where the sellers, where the sellers are motivated, where the buyers are motivated, where inventory starts to equalize, but now it's just going to be buyers. And, and that's probably for the foreseeable future, meaning next three, four, six months, maybe. And given that, that's where the 7%, I think, comes from. And it's, look, it's about a half a percent a month. It's about what we had last year, right? National average at the end of the year was 7%. So here's the thing is it translates to money for people. We're going to do a deeper dive on this, I would bet, on the radio show when we're live on the air on Saturday. Yeah, And that is, look, if you turn around and you buy and it costs you three and a half percent down at 300,000 or 10 grand plus call it five in closing costs or $15,000 out of pocket to get your life from a place to, to buy a place now. And you did that this week, you were under contract and it's done. Boom. I'm closed. It's January, early January. So you get a full year. If you sat there at December 31st and you made 7%, you would make $21,000 in appreciation on your house of $300,000, mm-hmm. which is 7%. But on the cash you put down, it's over 100%, right? You put 15 in and you made 21. Not that right. you're going to have it next to, to spend next January. But the thing is that that 7% is a real number. And it, and it was this last year. And in spite of all the pain in the market, it's all over the place. The reality is that's where we're at. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I'm going to beg to differ with you on something and I could be, I could be wrong on this and normally I am, but I still think rates are going to continue to go down. And I think, you know, what we talked about here, kind of, I kind of think you feel the same. They're going to go down a little bit, trickle a little bit here, go up a little bit. I think this year, you know, if we're lucky, we, we see six, if we're lucky, we see six, but, um, you know, there are still a ton of people out there 
with three and 4% mortgages, I was just talking to one yesterday that said, you know, I, I told her, you know, rates are going down. The market's kind of slow right now in right. Chicago Metro, but it's right after the holidays. You know, a lot of people don't go on vacation until after the holidays. I know a lot of people that yeah. took off, you know, well, a couple well, days. There are, yeah. Traffic's down this week. And there's, look, there's been a lot of, including my own kid, um, high schools that are still on break. Yeah. Through this Friday, they don't go back till next Monday. Yeah. So people stay in town for the, you know, they take a two week break. So it, yeah. just the way the calendar flowed, they end up um, taking last week off, right? Because Friday was the 22nd. So lots of kids went to school till the 21st or the 22nd. Literally, Christmas on Monday, that, that's that first week. This yeah. is the second week. So people stay in town, have their Christmas, and then, you know, go, go yeah. skiing, go to the, go, go to the warm weather, do whatever. So I, <laughs> I don't see prices going up five to 7%. I, I mean, they could because, you know, like we said, supply and demand drives markets and we still sure. are at very, very low supply. So, you know, that it's still, we still have some potential for that to happen. That would be a huge jump five to 7%. And somehow, some way, we have to make sure that housing stays affordable or everybody suffers. And well, I, I agree with you, Larry, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give you something to put your mind at ease about that. Please. Um Thank you. The, this five to seven percent is largely supply and demand driven. Yeah. But the thing is that baked in the cake the last couple of years, including um now in the state of Illinois, where the minimum wage January first is now, I think. $14 an hour or something. Um, yeah. But we had another increase in the minimum wage. Uh, people are requiring higher wages to do the work that they're doing. And so oh, yeah. re remember that because of the way debt to income ratios work, salary increases have a four, roughly a three to four X multiple on buying power. So at the end of the day, if you get a $10,000 raise, you could probably afford $30,000 more in house. Yeah. So at the end of the day, if, if you're if, if you're a, a person who makes $68,000 a year and you go up to $75,000 a year, that's seven grand times three is 21. If you didn't buy today um, and bought a year from now in the example I used earlier that went up $21,000, everything's gonna kind of be the same. Your affordability is not impacted. Yeah. Now, your pace of appreciation is impacted because you left the other $21,000 on the table to be now base uh, equity for you in your property rather than just coming out and buying. But I would put your mind at ease about affordability in this regard as long as wages are continuing to increase. It's the stagnation of the wages combined with the increase in housing costs, but wages are still rising. And that's well, one of the reasons we're having trouble getting inflation under control. The job market has cooled you know i mean it, it's not crazy like it was several months ago for sure P the way employers are keeping people at their job is to a maybe buy into that whole thing about commuting a little bit and letting people right, have right. a better quality of life and also making sure they're getting paid enough so that they keep their butts in their those chairs and don't exactly. go looking for another job.
Yeah, look, you know what? The, the thing is, and I know you've, uh, you, you, you've taken the corporations generally, right? No, no industry in specific to the woodshed on this broadcast several times in the past. Um, for their and I'll continue to do so. I've got no problem with that whatsoever. I understand completely. But the thing is, part of that greed is self-interest. So if they have to put more money out to keep quality employees, they've done the math. If I have to pay you 10 grand a year more to stay here, but it'll yeah. cost me 25 grand a year to run a job search and hire somebody new at a higher wage, I'll pay you. Yeah, but here's what I'll tell you. When we stop pay, uh, paying their ridiculous prices for things we didn't pay these ridiculous prices for before, prices are coming down. It doesn't I, matter what they have to pay. I agree. From a, from a deflationary standpoint, I sprung for a new Bears sweatshirt when I was at the Costco the other day. Because I am picking up. How I, much I'm, did that I'm, thing yeah, cost? Drinking you? the Bears Kool Aid. Here's the thing I'm going to tell you. They were charging 40 bucks for it. But once I got in there after Christmas, it was 30. So I knocked 25% off. That's deflationary <laughs> in my book. Well, you're a brave man just wearing that. I would wear an Iowa shirt, I think, before I, I own plenty of Iowa swag. I, know I, may, I may be getting to the end of the need for Iowa swag. So <laughs> hey, so anyway, big announcement. January 6th, this Saturday is our first Saturday back. We're going to be on WCPT AM, 820 AM, every Saturday, 9 to 10, right? Absolutely. Fired uh, up to get back on the air. Yeah, I am too. We got a lot of great guests coming up, uh, which I'll get into in a minute. But um, yeah, I'm excited to get back on the air there because it's a different vibe altogether. Absolutely. And well, um, and I think we can get the, the thing we can get the message out. I think that you know, look the 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 thing that the thing about real estate, right? Everybody lives somewhere, and because they live somewhere and they watch a little HGTV, um, everybody's got an opinion, but it's not necessarily the most well informed opinion, and our goal is to turn around and provide information that helps people build better informed opinions on real estate for the, for their overall well-being as well as their individual real estate agenda whatever yeah, that is absolutely the only thing people talk more about which we'll never get into than real estate is politics <laughs> and you yeah, know we'll never get into no, that never um but uh you know, real estate is always a hot topic, whether it's a slow market, a hot market, a seller's market, a buyer's market. It doesn't matter whether you're talking like luxury or bread and butter uh, homes, you know, in the five to now bread and butter is in the uh, $450 to $700,000 range, um, $450 to $650 range. Um, you know, real estate's always a hot topic. So our job, what we want to do every Saturday, nine to 10 AM and on Wednesdays is just provide people with, you know, some content that's going to maybe put them at ease a little bit from all the crazy stuff you hear, all the prognosticators out there, because, you know, WCPT, their, their whole thing is facts matter, right? Well, facts Absolutely. do matter. And uh, polls don't matter and prognosticators don't matter because I guarantee you 50% of the time we're all wrong, at least, right? When you try exactly and start right. predicting. You're exactly things. right. You know, one of the things I learned officiating sports, Larry, is every time you blow the whistle, half the people in the room hate what's coming next. Let me tell you something, man. I don't know how you do it. I mean, I'm sure the kids are a lot easier to deal with than their parents. Not, no? not by much. Not by no. much. 
That's funny. Remember, remember, uh, you know, you'll referee a basketball game. There's 10 players. You blow the whistle. Five of them don't like what's coming. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, they're always arguing. I didn't do that. What do you what did you see? What did you see? You know, it's it's funny. I kind of came to terms long ago for the first handful of years that I refereed, probably six or seven or eight. I uh, I used to get really upset and offended kids would be like I didn't touch him I'm like you were you literally had a handful of shirt you were pulling him like I what do you mean and then it dawned on me sometimes athletes no matter what the sport is are playing so hard and are so focused on They're what in the moment. they are doing yeah exactly that they don't know that they did these things yeah so now my thing is especially with the advances in technology I'm like don't worry young fella it'll be on the tape yeah, you'll see it later in the locker room. Don't worry about it. I'm not um, mad at you. Don't care. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think that's a really good point. You're in the moment. And, you know, that also goes to real estate because real estate's a highly emotional uh, sure. sell or buy. You know, whether you're purchasing or whether you're selling, it's highly emotional for everybody involved, for me, for you, for the buyer, for the seller the attorneys, you know, the home inspectors that give everybody a hundred page report with a list of 75 things on there, most of which don't mean anything at all. And you got to kind of step back from the moment emotionally, and especially when you're a seller and make your decisions based on logic, not emotion, your head, not your heart, because otherwise you could end up leaving a lot of money on the table. Absolutely. No question yeah. about it. Yeah. So we have some great guests coming up. So on the 10th, and I mentioned this last week, but I want to bring this up again. On the 10th, we have Sam Prim next Wednesday. Uh, Sam Prim is famous for Sam Faster Freedom. And you can go to fasterfreedom.com, check it out if you want. But Sam uh, shows people how to invest with other people's money. And Sam walks the walk. I mean, he, he went from, I think I mentioned this last week, he went from zero to 400 rentals in about six or seven years using other people's money. And he loves that. He said, yeah, I'm, I'm like, uh, you know, you know, this much in debt, but I have 21 million in equity. I'm not in debt. <laughs> I have 21 right. million in equity in 350 properties, but I had to go into debt to get that equity. Um, so, you know, that's going to be really interesting. And he must be doing something right because he has 2 million followers on TikTok. Jeez. Yeah, he has a lot. Uh, no, of- I'm looking I'm looking forward to talking with him next week. Yeah. So uh, now the week Following that, on the 17th, we have Ilian Mirandabaum. I believe that's, I'm pronouncing his name right. Uh, he'll okay. correct me, but uh, if I'm wrong. But Ilian, so his family's been in the roofing industry for a long, long time. And um, he invests pretty much solely in multifamily homes, multifamily projects, let's say, whether they're two flat, three flats, six flats or more. And he's going to talk a lot about that. And, you know, the funny thing is when you invest in multifamily properties, there's actually less risk because if you got 
if you got six doors that you just invested in, in a six flat, you're living in one of them, let's say, and you have five right. others. If one person decides to, you know, hey, I'm taking off, I got transferred or I found a place I like better, you're all right. You still got four doors. You just need to rent that one door out. Whereas if you're doing the same type of investing with a single family home, that person leaves or stop paying, you're on the hook, dude. Yeah. So I think those, we're going to have a couple of really good guests coming up. We have a couple of guests scheduled for February. We'll get into, uh, you know, down the road. I don't want to get too ahead of myself, uh, ourselves on that. Yeah, no, no. And, and, and you and I should do some drilling down um, when we get together on Saturday on, yeah. on what things, but let's not bore people with our show planning. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So what else you got going on? We're, so you said we we dropped a little bit from uh, the mid, the yeah, low. It, it, we didn't I, I drop, just we picked a, up a little bit. We picked up a little. So yeah. bond, uh, bonds are a little worse. Um, I, I think that we have a, uh, a situation where the market, um, look, it, here's the thing. The market was here, right? Rates were eight. And over the course of a couple of months, they kind of went straight down. Yeah. And usually, you know, whether they go up or down, they do this sort of thing. Yeah. Right. It's and, never a straight line. And so I just think that it's the bob in the straight line. So um, they're a little worse. I haven't looked much at the market today. I just get a couple of notifications and learned how to turn off all my notifications. <laughs> so you can see that the first 30 minutes have been uninterrupted on my <laughs> computer. Um, there's been no dinging in the background or any of that. So I'm not going to check anything while we're doing this. Um, but the thing is that, uh, I, I think honestly, Larry, look it, it, at the end of the day, if you were a trader and you made a bunch of money, October, November, first half of December, wouldn't you, you wouldn't you sell and book your profits and leave? And, and if the market went the other way a little bit, you'd be like, whatever, I don't care. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, I'm not trading. I'm going out on the holidays and I'll see you later. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I think it'll be interesting. I think if we get back to next week, we'll start to see the real trend in the market resume. I think so I too. Would, I wouldn't be surprised to see some consolidation in the six and a half to six and three quarters area. Hang out here for a while from a trading standpoint. I agree. I think that um, that that's probably and that's probably healthy for the market. Um, the other thing is, I, I don't know about you, but the, you know, we've started to see the phones started to ring a little bit, so. Um, I, I think that people who are on hiatus for the holidays are are ready to kind of move things along now that the holidays are over. Yeah. So the question that will come out in the next few weeks is does activity in the market does pick up? Meaning we've had people that are kind of half pre-approved, half shopping, half interested. Do we add to that pool of potential market participants, either sellers or buyers? given the change in market conditions over the next 90 days. I don't know. We'll see. I think buyers are chomping at the bit. You know, they're just they're oh, just looking for properties out there. Look, I, I think that I, I think that the buyers we have my, my point I guess more specifically is look the buyers we have are chomping at the bit. In addition to the buyers we have, will the current activity add buyers to that pool? Potentially creating that bidding situation we've discussed. I think so. I mean I get I get that feeling just because of the the mortgage rate trend but you know there's got to be houses to buy you know i agree i you know the other the other thing is larry i think that 
people have to avail themselves of low and no money down options. You know, a lot of people turn around and talk when they say, oh, you know, I get calls all the time. They're like, hey, maybe this week, maybe we talk a little bit about this Saturday on the air too. Hey, do you have any first time buyer money available? First time buyer programs available. And really what that question is, in my experience doing this for 30 years, is do you have anything where I get free money? Yeah, for, right. For, for borrowing okay. to buy a house. Good question. And the answer is no. There's yeah. no free money anywhere, right? Yeah. At the end of the day, even if you get a no money down loan, right? So we have a down payment assistance loan um, that uh, we, we have multiple solutions for this. The first one is down payment assistance loan. Um, and we've used it multiple times with borrowers in the last couple of months. It's great. If rates are at seven, you get a second, you get a FHA loan for the first 96.5% standard FHA loan. And then for the other 3.5%, you get a second loan. Mm-hmm. Um, and that second loan is, you know, the, is a 2% over whatever your rate is. So if you get 6.5 on the first mortgage, you get 8.5 on the other one, and you're mm-hmm. on your way and you buy at 100% financing. Um, you know, depending on your, on your price point, it can, it might be a hundred or $200 a month more to borrow that other three and a half percent, which is amortized over 10 years. <laughs> Second one is Ida, the Illinois housing development authority, which runs a solid set of programs for low and no down payment borrowers. But there are a couple of hassles with that too. Those are second liens as well. You get an FHA loan and you get Ida's lien mm-hmm. and Ida's lien has to be underwritten by Ida which we don't control. Mm-hmm. And that can take, sometimes you can send Ida alone today, the third, and you might hear back from them on the 12th. And you're like, but we're supposed to close on the 13th. They're like, well, sorry, no. Get in line. Yeah. And so they're not always urgent. Timely. But the other thing is financially, um, those loans, like you got to keep that, you got to stay in the house for 10 years and they'll forgive it. But I, I don't know what I'm doing in 10 days, much less in 10 yeah, years. Exactly. Like, what are we talking about? Um, so I don't love that. Otherwise, it's got to be repaid. They have a repayable one, too, um, or it pays off shorter. But the terms aren't as good. So there's there's all sorts of ways to bridge the gap between a low down payment and no down payment. However, a lot of these things, look, if you can show 3 3.5% of your target purchase price sloshing through your bank account every month, right? So if you're going to buy for 300,000, you know, that's that's 105 plus the closing costs like we talked about earlier. It might be 15 grand. You have 15 grand coming through your account every month. You're probably okay, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and if you got a working couple, you, you might have that there. And, and so it might be easier to figure out how to come up with the 3% and just do a 3% down loan right. than it is to go get a no money down loan. Because those no money down loans usually charge an upfront fee of at least 1%. So you're going to pay 1% to the bank instead of 3% on the loan. Like now you're just trying to figure out 2%. Yeah. You know, I was listening to somebody and they were talking specifically about VA loans and specifically. Yeah. And, and what they were talking about specifically is how sad it is that so few veterans know that there is no down payment required on a VA loan. And in addition to that, your credit doesn't really matter on a VA loan. Am I right? It, it, you're, 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 you're right to a degree, to a large degree on mm-hmm. both counts. So let's talk about this. A, at the end of the day, um, 
literally on one of the last couple of days you leave the military. Um, and, and, you know, serving veterans is near and dear to my heart. So I, I've learned yeah. this over time, uh, even though I haven't served myself. When you go to leave the military, they sit you down in a room for about six hours and they run you through what life is like for you as a veteran rather than an active service member. And so a lot of that is relative to VA healthcare, disability, um, how you transition out of the military, kind of some mm-hmm. rules and regs you have in, in life going forward as a former service member, et cetera, et cetera. And in that window of six hours, they spend about eight minutes on here's your VA home loan benefit. Go get them. You could buy a house and, and you're on your way. And if you even remember how to do it all it, it is not covered in that exit training, if you will. And so Yes, it, it falls on those of us in the market. The other sad thing, Larry, is VA, you know, we have a saying on the, in the veteran service space um, on, on the mortgage side, don't, VA, don't FHA my VA loan. And so there are a bunch of rules and regulations that are misperceived to be active in um, VA loans just because FHA loans have them. For example, the cure list. Now, because they'll let you buy no money down or, or FHA is designed to promote housing. Protect our investment. So you, right. You can get an FHA loan like if, and, and put your, in our example earlier, $300,000 loan, 10, five down, roughly five in closing costs. Like if you have 15 grand in costs and you have $15,001, you can get mm-hmm. an FHA loan. That same $300,000 house, you can get a VA loan and, and you know, for no money down. Yeah. And you don't have to have, a massive amount of cash in reserves like you do on a conventional loan. But the thing is, they're aware at at these agencies, whether it's the FHA or the VA, that one of the things you could be doing for, for people is setting them up for homeownership failure because you do a HOPE inspection, you have the best of intentions, you get everything together, everything looks like it works, you leave the closing and the water heater breaks, but you just spent your next to last dollar on your closing. If you're an FHA borrower, like that's a problem, which is why the cure list exists. They go through much more detail to make sure all the systems work in the house so you can plug into them. Yeah. VA is similar. However, for example, we've had success with our VA underwriters here at Benchmark. We're like, we need a water heater. Well, the seller doesn't want to pay for a water heater, but they'll credit for it, but the water heater won't be installed. So you can get a post closing install the water heater. Now you got to do it right away and it needs the thing, but you can, but the veteran can use the credit from the seller at the closing to fund his own purchase of the repair item, Mm -hmm. do the repair, prove to the VA it's been done and move on. And the VA has latitude to make that sort of discretionary decision on those sort of issues. And so it can be extremely powerful for the veteran to, to get into homeownership. The thing about VA loans, not not to start riffing on you in detail, um, but remember the VA insures loans. They don't make them. Lenders mm-hmm. make them. Mm-hmm. And lenders are encouraged in the VA handbook, in the opening paragraphs, to figure out a way to get the veteran into homeownership. And that is a very different underwriting stance than, mm-hmm. for example, a Fannie Mae conventional loan. It says protect our investor, make sure the math works, make sure we're not getting burned here. 
At the end of the day, that's a that's a that's a big big distinction. So yeah, veterans are unaware of that, and the, the, the one of the key things you mentioned is credit score. There is no minimum credit score for the VA to insure a veteran's mortgage. Now, lenders have minimum credit scores. Some have minimum credit scores as high as 660. Mm -hmm. uh, here at Benchmark, we do not. Ours, ours is at 580 and we'll go lower case by case. Like, mm -hmm. I don't, don't, don't everybody with it. Once you get under 580, you get really, you get into it a gets lot. Dicey. Of yeah. Well, it, it doesn't only get dicey, Larry, but here's the thing. At the end of the day, it's really tough to get a 580 credit score. Like you got to work on it. And, and so either you uh, have a habit of not paying your bills, that guy or gal is not getting approved for a VA loan or anything else, right? Because they don't pay. Well, yeah. I mean, and you got to make your payments. But occasionally you have the exception where somebody had something happen, right? So you have a guy and, you know, he drops out of college and joins the military because he doesn't have his life in order. Mm -hmm. Part of not having his life in order is he goes and buys himself a brand new Camaro for 40 grand and he got repossessed. He's now 28 instead of 19. Repossession is 10 years old. It's the only thing on his credit report. Pays his rent every month, pays his cell phone bill every month, mm -hmm. um, but it hasn't bought anything on credit because of the bad experience with the car 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. Now he's looking to take advantage of his VA home ownership. Home, home loan benefit. That's somebody we can get in because we can look at an alternative payment history for other mm -hmm. stuff. And he's decided to swear off credit rather than uh, misuse it. But the credit report doesn't heal. It's still got the charge off and the recession on, on the credit report. So that guy could have a 568 credit score and you're like, well, I had to really try. Well, yeah, you did, but not the same way. So yeah. there's a difference. And, and, and so I don't want to create this idea that if you don't pay your bills and have a lousy credit score, yeah, yeah, you could get a mortgage. It's no, no. If you've had no. some challenges and you can show a pattern of working through things, we can make a case and get stuff done. You don't have to heal your credit to 700 or, or higher mm -hmm. in order to get this fixed. Like that's not a thing. Well, one of the things that you said earlier about how these, you know, FHA, VA, they want to protect their investment, right? So sure. they have these cure lists, cure lists that, um, you know, require certain, you know, especially with FHA, what they look very closely at are safety issues, handrails, you know, mm -hmm. things like that. They look very closely at that. I have seen them kind of loosen up a little bit not on safety issues, but just in general, it's not as difficult to get an FHA loan done as it might've been 10 years ago. I, I, I will agree with that. I think yeah. that the, uh, I think the FHA cure list has come a long way. I think that the other thing that's happened <coughs> in the market, and, and, and I think this is an awareness thing, Larry, and it's one of the reasons we work on awareness for veterans and VA loans all the time. In the FHA side of the space, you find yourself in a situation where sellers are aware that their property might be a candidate for FHA financing. So if you're an agent and you come in and you're advising Mr. and Mrs. Smith about their property and you're like, this is really a first time buyer property. We want to appeal to FHA borrowers. You should repair this broken window. You should fix this railing. 
and just do it when it when a handyman can come out and do it for 50 yeah. bucks right yeah. rather than wait for the home inspection to do it it used to be everybody would try and use the home inspection to figure out where we we're going to fall down on this stuff i think that you know one of the things that people can do if you really want to be proactive as a seller and you have an fha candidate style property is get a home inspection yourself six months before you put your house on the market. So Do I want now. to stop you there because that's exactly where I was going with this whole thing. One of the ways that I uh, kind of lessen the impact of anything that comes up on a home inspection is a, if I'm working with a buyer, I'll include a home home warranty in our offer. A home warranty is $625 for a seller right. to pay at close. And what that does, and I will also on the other end, when I'm representing a seller, suggest to them that they include a home warranty in the right. sale of the house. Because what this is going to do is make the negotiation process a lot less contentious when somebody knows they're coming in covered for that first year on appliances, right. on major systems, on, you know, pretty much everything. You're uh, absolutely right. So I think it's really important if you can lessen that, that fear factor on right. both sides. Um, and, a, and a simple home warranty does that. It really does. For sure. Um, so, and I actually, I have a property coming on the market in Buffalo Grove. We talked about, um, that, uh, that's exactly what I suggested to the seller. You know, I said, look, I, for 620 bucks, it's going right. to make it a lot easier after your, after the buyer gets their home inspection back, the report back, that's like I said, now a hundred pages long and rightfully so you want to, yeah, yeah, those good, guys got to cover their bases. Yeah. But once they get that back, typically they get a list for, you know, a 50 things on that list of which 95% of them mean nothing in their, you know, maintenance issues. And, you know, you got a house, you're, you're going to have to take care of it, but that home warranty will lessen the impact of anything major that comes up, especially exactly. if somebody puts in their contract, I'm going to purchase this property as is. Well, they're not required to purchase the property as is just because they right. check that box off. That's their intention. But if something major comes up, they could either require you to fix it, give them a credit for it, or back out of the deal. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I think it makes all the sense in the world, and it's another thing we should deep dive on Saturday. Yeah. What 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 else you got? You want to cover anything today? I know we talked well, about the you know, up the um, Wednesday shows, and I don't want to. I, I don't want to. I don't want to leave it all here on the uh, on the podcast. Well, yeah, we'll have a lot to talk about on Saturday, but uh, and we'll dive deeper into some of the things we touched on today, obviously, but. Cool. Um, yeah, you know, there's just it, whenever you start a new year in real estate, especially now with all the geopolitical mishmash going on all over the world, you never podcast, know. Larry, you can say bullshit. It's OK. Yeah. Well, all right, we're going to cut do that, that out on of Saturday, but don't you can do it now. Actually, you can. You get you get three dings a show. Oh, well, there you go. On Saturday. Um, I'm but not, yeah, I'm not so sure let, I want to use them. We've actually avoided using any of them this point yeah you should hear me when i get off the air it's nothing like now um nope. so ask my wife so um 
couple things. Let's just remind everybody that moving forward, starting this uh, Saturday, January 6th from 9 to 10 a.m., we'll be on WCPT AM, 820 a.m. every Saturday, 9 to 10 a.m. Like we mentioned, on Wednesdays, we're going to have some great guests on Saturdays, too. We're going to have Michael Lafito joining us once a month, giving us an update on is, the Is he going to join market. us on this Saturday? I'm sorry? Is he going to join us this Saturday? Uh, no, I don't believe he'll be with us okay. this Saturday. But cool, I cool. think what we're going to do is we're going to schedule it like for the the second Saturday or third Saturday of every right, month. Whatever the, I, I, just, I, I just didn't know what you wanted to riff on on Saturday yeah. if we were talking with somebody. Because I know we talked about blocking but again yeah. let's not get too far down into yeah we'll schedule it so that we know like the third saturday of every month we're doing luxury right uh, you know living luxury or something like that whatever but um yeah so everybody join us on saturday at 8 on 8 20 a.m at nine o'clock nine to ten o'clock this saturday in the chicago metro market we do get out to Michigan a little bit. We get out to Indiana a little bit, some of the neighboring states. I mean, I vacation in Pawpaw a lot. So I remember driving up there, which is about, I don't know, two hours and 30 minutes away. I, I'd still get 820 on my on my radio. Yeah, no, no, it's solid. I'm looking for, I'm looking forward to getting back after it. For sure. Yeah. And we'll still be here on Wednesdays with, you know, uh, kind of a look-see into what we're going to talk about on Saturday and some other things too. So before we go, just tell people whether they're veterans or whether they're owner occupants looking to move or, you know, buyers looking to get into their first home, how do they get in touch with you? Anybody who has mortgage related questions, financing related questions can call or text me at 630-708-7088. 630 That's all right. Do that one more time. 630-708-7088. Okay. I have you in my phone. They don't. I just wanted to make sure we got that out good. It's all good um, man. Don't I forget, it. you guys, you can subscribe to this podcast on Amazon or anywhere you listen to your uh, favorite podcast. Subscribe and listen. Don't miss any of the upcoming guests we have, any of the upcoming events we're going to do. We're going to be live at, at some events coming up in the future. We'll drill that down a little bit, me and you as well, when we, you know, off air so we can, you know, plan that out a little bit. And uh, yeah, I'm just excited about everything that's going on and coming up. I'm looking forward to it, my friend. Yeah. We'll be there on Saturday morning, bright and early. I will see you then. Awesome. Thanks, Larry. Have a good okay. one. Okay, bud. I'll see you. All right, my friend. You got All it. Right. Bye-bye. All right. All right, everybody. So we're going to wrap it up. But uh, yeah, remember, join us Saturdays, 9 to 10 a.m. on 820 a.m. Uh, WCPT. And we're going to really be covering, you know, everything you could think of in real estate, whether it's staging, whether it's the luxury market, whether it's finance issues, uh, you know, home inspection, negotiations, uh, whatever it is, we're going to cover it. We're live. So keep in mind that uh, you guys feel free when you're watching to comment. If you have any questions, feel free to shoot them at us and we will address them in real time. And other than that, my name is Larry Shackman. I am, of course, the real estate therapist. I want to put you in this state of Zen, right? Um, and if you need any help with any real estate uh 
questions, needs, whatever, give me a call 630-921-0611. If you'd like a copy of the free book, not free, but the free ebook, the top tens of real estate, 32 top 10 real estate related lists that are proven to maximize your profit, whether you buy, sell, or invest, um, just text book to 630-921-0611. Text book to 630-921-0611. Real quickly, I want to thank our sponsors, TrustedAgentUSA.com. Trusted Agent USA works with the top brokers where you live uh, at reasonable commissions to keep your equity in your pocket. And it's free with no obligation to be matched up with these brokers. So keep that in mind. Um, also, I want to thank at-home title services. I'm also a title agent. And if you're looking to save a ton of money on title, remember, there's a lot of costs involved when you sell your home. One of them is a title insurance policy that you provide to the buyer uh, that shows you have free and clear title. Now, even on a $200,000 condo, that's $1,950. If you want to save up to 50% on your title insurance policy costs, call me or text me at 630-921-0611. For instance, if you're an investor, you want to keep as much of that money in your pocket as you can. I've invested in a lot of real estate, done a lot of flips. And I know now we pulled our own title when we did our flips and stuff. So we weren't paying an attorney to do that. But um, yeah, I mean, you could save up to 50% working with REO Property Consultants on your title insurance policy. So in that case, if you're selling a $200,000 condo, you can save $1,000. And we're going to cover the cost of your closing attorney. So um, lots of ways you can save keep money in your pocket until we see you guys on Saturday, because we'll be streaming live on Saturday too from the studio. So we'll be live on 820 AM WCPT. And we'll also be streaming to all the platforms that we're currently streaming on now. So you guys, first, I just want to wish you everybody out there a happy, healthy, and prosperous new year most important, happy and healthy. Our job is to be happy. That's what our job is every day when we wake up. Be happy. That takes care of a lot of things. So uh, we will see you on Saturday at 9 a.m. Be sure to tune in. Love you guys. And uh, remember, if I could help you with anything, give me a call 630-921-0611. And we are out of here. Thanks for joining us on Real Estate Radio with your host, Larry Shagman, the real estate therapist and top producing broker. Now go to trustedagentusa.com and save thousands when you sell, buy, or invest. Illinois license number 475-145-795. Tune in next week for the ultimate real estate radio experience. Thanks for joining us 